Do you like being crushed in a subway carriage like a fish in a trawler? Do you like spending 14.49 for a latte? Do you like spending 14 hours and 75 pounds trying to get across a fucking city just to get home after 11pm in what's supposed to be Europe's most boisterous and alive city? Then we have the fucking shithole just for you. Visit London. It's like being slowly euthanized. Welcome to another episode of Clearing Oblivious, an NFL podcast. This week, I'm going to try and keep it at the start NFL. It's a solo podcast. There's no guests this week because, number one, I'm sick. I didn't have time to, like, you know, sort shit out. And number two, I have, like, half of this podcast is going to be yet another massive rant about how shit the city. Like, I've already put the advert in so you know what fucking mood I'm in. But we're going to try and keep it NFL at the start, and uh, we'll see how it fucking goes. It was a big weekend in the NFL. One thing about the sickness was I got to stay up and watch my beloved Steelers play the Indianapolis Colts, and Kenny Pickett played a blinder. Can you believe it? The man's got something in the tank? Maybe, possibly. Will he be the new quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers long term? Probably not. But uh, exciting exciting times. I mean, like, we had Kenny Pickett... I feel like Kenny Pickett has had 10 catches this entire NFL season and every one of them has been like highlight reel Odell Beckham type stuff. So uh, I reckon if he gets uh, the correct coaching, the correct coaching, uh, we've got an absolute star wide receiver on our hands. Uh, as somebody pointed out on our lovely Discord, uh, you'll hear the Patreon plug for that in a minute. Uh, I said that about Claypool. Who uh, I still back Claypool. I mean, like I reckon he's got he's got the, he's got the talent, but uh, he does not seem to have the mental thing. But I still reckon he's got it. Um, I reckon he's definitely due one season where he absolutely smashes a thousand two hundred yards. You know what I mean? But uh, but anyway, it was a great weekend in the NFL. Uh, I found that personally the last few weeks have been okay. You know, it it's been a little bit staggered. It's hard to keep the focus with the World Cup going on because, like, you know, you get I, I never I didn't think it possible because I spend every Sunday, and I'm sure a lot of listeners do this when we do the red zone and everything. I'd end up watching the Premiership maybe like the Sunday, like Super Sunday at four o'clock. End up cutting off the last half an hour trying to watch both, and then I'd watch uh, straight through from six p.m. till four. But the World Cups added an extra fucking like I for what that's that, that last Sunday I was watching the ten a.m. game. So 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 3 p.m., or 4 p.m., sorry, go into the NFL and also have the 7 p.m. going simultaneously and straight through to, I mean, that's too much, you know. That's the, that's the life I want to live, but I'm not sure I'm capable fucking of it. But uh, great week in the NFL. Delighted the Steelers have got a, a couple of wins in them. I don't really think we're going to end up with a winning record or do any damage. Probably finish last in our group still. Um, I'm quite surprised we had the Cincinnati Bengals are, you know what? Like at the start of the season, they were really bad. Uh, and they, it's odd. They lost Jamar Chase, but they just seem to have got something rolling and they're uh, churning out wins. More wins than I think they deserve, but it's fairly play to them uh, for actually doing it. Uh, we're laughing at the Detroit Lions because the Detroit Lions as well, there's a lot of teams with records that you just don't think they should have, you know? Like, uh, like the Ravens, for example, have absolutely smashed, say, most of their games. But their record, like they've lost four games. They've lost, like they've lost like four games that were massive leads. 
So it's kind of like uh, they could have easily been like unbeatable if they hadn't absolutely shot the bed. Their defensive backs at the very back at the tail end of games. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals again, as I said, they're kind of winning. And the big news this week is that Deshaun Watson is is coming back. The fucking devil, the Browns devil, is back. Um, I say he's back. He's never actually thrown a fucking ball for them, you know, due to legal circumstances. But um, yeah, can you imagine? I cannot wait till next week because I reckon Twitter is going to be an absolute hellscape because obviously nobody likes Deshaun Watson. Like you know, there's a there's all idiot fans. There's the only people that are def- that are defending Deshaun Watson right now are Cleveland Brown fans, and not even all of them. I've even seen massive ones refuse to even support the team while he's the quarterback, which is uh, which is fucking, you know what? It's a level of shit that we didn't even do for Ben Roethlisberger. So fair play to them for that. But the other ones are the ones that, like, you see the way, like, we, uh, like big Ben Roethlisberger should be probably our, like, probably our greatest ever player, the Steelers. But as soon as he left, you know, nobody talks about him anymore. Like, nobody goes, oh, God, Jesus. Even when we're doing absolute dog shit all of a sudden, People aren't just sitting there going, God, I wish Ben Roethlisberger was here, uh, which is um, which is the fucking best he could hope for after what he allegedly, <coughs> legally, don't sue me, has done. Um, and the same with just Sean Watson. There's some Cleveland Brown, ba- Brown fans that have completely just leaned into it. Like, uh, horrible. That It's just that kind of nasty fucking... There's just no need for it. There's just no need to back this man, you know? And I, I got to applaud them Cleveland Brown fans that refuse to. But uh, Deshaun Watson on Twitter is going to be hell. As soon as that game starts, it's going to be people trolling. It's going to be Cleveland band fans and people going like, get over it type of shit. And then it's going to be people rightly pissed off that this man is allowed in the NFL while there's so many fucking people kicked out for way lesser things. I I know it's the one and we keep bringing it up and you'll see it all the time. It's nothing new, but, you know, Calvin Ridley went to the boogies, you know. Pretty bad stuff. So I'm looking forward to this week. That's probably this week's big talking point. Usually I do the news headlines at the start, but uh, I think I'm just going to leave it this weekend uh, and do it maybe possibly on a Patreon episode. Uh, For all the Patreon fans, you'll get a Patreon episode possibly this Sunday, maybe, because I don't have the fucking energy. I don't have the fucking energy to do this. Um, I'm not even sure if you can hear it in my voice, Uh, but I'll get to that in the tail end of the episode. Uh, And here's a little plug for the Patreon. Speaking of the devil. Are you new to the NFL? Fan for years? Don't even like the NFL? Then our Patreon is just for you. You get an extra episode every week and access to our Discord community. I hate to say it, but there are a lovely bunch of people who learn together, watch the games together, refuse to learn at all, share memes, pet pictures, and often just pay to roast me. There's also fantasy leagues and games like Last Man Standing. So join us at patreon.com forward slash clearandoblivious. I'll see you there. absolutely no chance the fact that like i've just played christmas music isn't going to be brought up by every tom dick and harry um can't even believe i said tom dick and harry but uh it's you know what it's december so i I just realized it's not december is it i just saw the bottom of the clock and it says clearly says 30th of november who would have known there's 30 days in november um probably everyone ryan due to the fact that every fucking child learns it uh that stupid little rhyme what was it whatever you know what I'm talking about. I don't know if they have it in America. I know I have a lot of listeners, or maybe it's just an Irish thing. Like, 30 days have... have a, I don't even know it. 
I don't even know it. Uh, back to the NFL here before we get into it. So we had a, an absolute great great week. I really enjoyed the, the games this week. Uh, I really enjoyed the Steelers game. I thought it was quite interesting, even though it was quite a low scoring. I don't know if that was a biased opinion. I don't know if... I just had more fun watching that game than I had most Steelers games, despite the fact that Najee Harris uh, is looking like the new Christian McCaffrey. And I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about uh, banging in 2,000 yards a game. I'm talking about, ow, oh, I'm hurt help me, bring me to the hospital. You know, the wee Najee Harris cart. Uh, but anyway. And, and you know what the most surprising thing? I'll just go bring this up. Last one on the Steelers. I can't believe that Anthony... I've, I have, swear to God, Anthony McFarland and Danny Snell, I have never seen reach the, like, the line of scrimmage before. They're always, they always have two-yard losses. They're that bad, usually. Uh, and they fucking stepped up. So, fair play to them. Uh, let's get a quick little run through some of these rules. Can things get any... <laughs> can things get any fucking worse for the Denver Broncos? I mean, no, like, you know, like, like Gareth Wall is having a great time. If you don't know Gareth, obviously, even if you're a brand new listener, most of you definitely will. Gareth was the co-host of the show, the previous seasons of this podcast. And big, he just, he messages me every week going like, it's amazing how much like the trade has worked out in Seattle's favor. Like right now he's like, Russell Wilson's playing that bad that a straight f- swap for Noah Fant would have been a good <laughs> would have been a good fucking trade. So um, they're absolutely delighted. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, I, I know that they're apparently might have been taken out of context, but you see that video on the Denver sideline where like they're they're screaming like the defensive players are screaming at Russell, going like, "Can you get something fucking going here? Because we're being run off our freak being on the fucking pitch all the time with all these four and outs." Um, and this week, it just got real bad. The Carolina Panthers beat them. And I mean, Sam Darnold looked not so bad, uh, in fairness to him. I think that was... Was that his first game back, or did he play last week? Um, for some reason, I don't... I was away last weekend. I'm not even sure. Um, uh, but Sam Darnold, yeah, looked pretty decent. Uh, not that I trust that one. He's another guy that's going to... You know, he's the guy... Was it Sam Darnold that picked up Mono? <laughs> yeah. From smooching. Smooching behind the fucking school bleachers. Um... Just so you know, I've never used the word bleachers before. That's just... I don't know if it's because we rarely have bleachers. We just call them stands. Like, it's just... Even if it is a thing, I just... Bleachers. I only know that... I've been watching too much... I've been watching too much American school stuff. Um, that's not, I don't know why that sounded weird. Sounds like I've been watching Riverdale. Which I haven't. Which I haven't. More like super bad, you know? <laughs> Uh, we had an absolutely cracking game with the Cleveland Browns, who overcame the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, things aren't looking too very very good for old Tom Riddy, and uh, I don't know what the legs of this. Uh, I chatted with my producer, ex-producer Mark Thompson, actually just messaged me today and said there's rumors around on all the Patriots forums that Tom Riddy could be coming back to the Patriots, which is uh, which will cause a lot, quite a lot of uh, drama, I reckon, amongst the ranks ranks of Tampa and Patriots fans. Um, we had the Jacksonville Jaguars had an absolutely brilliant comeback against the Ravens. I think that Trevor Lawrence now is looking like the quarterback that they drafted. You know, because I even had I can't remember what player his defensive player came out and was just saying like basically, thank God. Basically, the the main hint was thank God Urban Meyer is gone because we feel like Trevor Lawrence didn't even get a first year. It was been that bad, and it's kind of like the same kind of way that I feel like Kenny Pickett and fucking Matt Canada currently on the offense. Um, but yes, Jacksonville came back to beat the Ravens, who are just they just keep tanking games at the like at the tail end. Like you know, it's 
they're still a very good team, you know. They've still, I think they're what are they seven and four, but it's just the four the four losses were games they were fully in control of and tanked it. So it's more of a like a it, it feels bad more than a just four straight up losses. Like I'm not sure they're fucking more in. They're absolutely absolutely easily the best team, and I reckon in our in our division. Uh, and with the, when the run game's working as well, Lamar, you know, I don't really think Lamar's a great thrower of the ball. I know people get really upset about that. Uh, but you've seen that like that long shot that Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Deshaun Watson, sorry, Deshaun Jackson, absolutely perfect. Um. Yeah, we've got the the Houston Texans got easily beat by the Miami Dolphins. I mean, uh, I don't know what what what's what's Houston's plan here. You I mean, <laughs> they're one and nine, and I feel like they've been one and nine for five years, and they're like, oh, they can't really. How often can you pull out the, you know, ah, we're building, you know, we're rebuilding, we're getting rid of our players for picks, and then we're rebuilding. I'm like, I don't even, I can't actually tell you. Who the fuck did Houston take in the draft? Who did they take? So what are they selling all these people for? Who who did they fucking take in the draft that's coming? Like Damien Damien Pierce was it? Was he one of their first picks? Damien Pierce is the only player I feel like is decent in there. Um, they yeah they dropped they dropped David Mills didn't they? Um, I don't, I, don't, I just don't see their plan. They're doing the what the Jets did for a long time, and I was like, where is the build and going? Uh, speaking of the Jets, the Jets absolutely crushed Chicago Bears, who were also in a bit of form. Uh, Thirty-one points up against that defense. They're they're the real deal. I mean, like no harm. I was saying it when people were laughing at the early season. I remember they beat the Steelers. That might have been like me half trying to defend the Steelers, but I was just like, that's not a bad team. I mean, it, when they when they tank, it's just it's pretty much just when the quarterback isn't playing well or isn't game managing right enough. But the defensively, pass coverage, rushing, uh, pass rushing, rush, they've lost a couple injuries now at the backfield, so that might catch up on them. I mean, you, they're really shame for them that Brees Hall has went down uh, but and stuff like that. And Michael Carter, I'm pretty sure, is banged up right now. I know they traded for James Robinson, isn't it? Um, but he's, he, I think, is a very good back. Uh, hopefully we'll see a little bit more of him. But uh, they beat the Chicago Bears, who again uh, are looking a little bit better. In fairness to them, um, they have. Sorry, I I said the Chicago Bears have been in form. I said, I just said there now that the Chicago Bears are in form, and I've just looked at my screen. <laughs> I just looked at my screen, and the record is three and nine, and they're the very they've played twelve games, and they're at their very bottom of the NFC. What? What am I doing? Have, have, has the Chicago Bears been so shit that I've seen Justin Fields play some good games and look like they got stuff together and presumed they'd won because they've lost their last five games? Where the fuck have I got this out of? They lost to the Falcons. They lost to Detroit. They lost to the Jets. And they lost to Miami. Even two years ago, that that's like four of the worst teams in the NFL. That's uh, that's amazing. That's actually blowing my mind. I'm, this is... A, you know what? It's called clearing oblivious, uh, and I'm clearly the fucking oblivious one because I thought that Chicago were getting shit together. Uh, apparently not. Apparently it was just Justin Fields getting shit together. Uh, we had the Chargers and the Cardinals. Chargers came through that. Uh, I feel like the Cardinals are in one of those sad situations where they lost a lot of people at the start, uh, drugs and injuries-wise. Uh, things aren't really working too well. Cliff Kingsbury seems to be kind of losing the 
losing the plot a little bit now. I reckon he's probably good enough to get it back together and stuff like that. Um, they had met a couple of weird, fucking weird trades. I mean, everyone loves JJ and and they have some absolute brilliant players. I still believe DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the NFL. And I don't even think it's close personally, but uh, that is, I know, argued by a lot of Cup and Justin Jefferson fans. But uh, I do just believe that he is elite. Uh, I'd like to see... I'd like, I'd like to see what they're like fully thing. They they did come close to the Chargers, which is which is always good. Um, we had the Washington uh, over did the Commanders. Uh, you sorry, Washington overcame the Commanders. Fuck's sake. The Washington overcame Atlanta. Um, the Seahawks uh, had a little bit of a bitter one because uh, the Seahawks are pretty good. I don't think anyone. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm off with this, but I never think I never ever would have pinned the Seahawks as being on a positive six and five, you know, especially after the trades and going with thing. I don't think I think they could be quite happy already with the season, but I also feel like they could have had one or two more uh wins and this should have been one. Like you shouldn't I know it went to overtime, so it's a, a little bit extra time, but letting the Raiders put 40, 40 on you is a little bit bad. You know, it's bad enough when Amir Abdullah starts scoring, but you know um but Josh Jacobs is literally a wrecking ball uh, at the moment, uh, I believe he is leading the NFL in rushing yards, so they'll be absolutely delighted with that. Uh, we have the Kansas City Chiefs are beating the poor Rams. Uh, I mean, like I said, poor Rams. Nobody's <laughs> like nobody's sad about it. Nobody, nobody's like, oh, the poor Rams. Like I'm a Stafford fan, and I get a, a little bit of everything that, but he's been dog shit too. I know he's been riddled by injuries and everything like that, but he's also not made good choices. They've met, they've missed Odell, Allen Robinson has somewhat stood up but it's just it's just a mess left right and center and i believe aaron and donald may be injured maybe miss next week so they're in a little bit of a rough time kansas city chiefs keep rolling they'll be dinning around the super bowl pitcher and the 39 the san francisco foreign put 13 or 13 nil uh, was it 13 nil against the saints who seemed i feel like the saints only win games when tasting him will play as well and then they won't use tasting him hill and then they'll lose and then I'm also like, don't use Taysom Hill. They're a fucking enigma, is basically what I'm saying. Uh, we had the other game, we had the Green Bay Packers, who put up a, quite a decent fight, in fairness to them, against uh, the Eagles. There's a lot of talk about, will it be the Jordan Love Show from now on? Um, but we're now starting to see, I feel like now, uh, even though it, it's obviously like, what, 13 weeks, 12 weeks in, i starting to know now what teams are going to make it, really. You know, it was quite all up in the place and people were underperforming and shitter teams were doing well. But now I feel like you can get a clear picture of the the better teams and who you can, who you expect to see there in the, in the, at the, in the fucking end. But I, I'm looking forward to this week's. I'll be able to, I'm, I'm doing my shows in Glasgow, so I'm going to be able to watch the late game on Thursday and the games on Sunday and Monday. So I am in for a, a fucking good one. Uh but next, next, and if you've met it this far, fair play to you because it's going to get fucking rowdier next because I am pissed off with a couple of fucking things.
yes, that is our old Donkeys of the Week tune, the old Spanish Flea by Herbalpert, I believe it is. Uh, some of you are like, why are you playing that song here when you're not doing Donkeys of the Week? I'll tell you why, because I feel like the fucking donkey of the century. Right, how many episodes, all you old listeners, now has it been where I have complained about London as a shithole city? Right, like every time I, I was compared to Homer Simpson in New York, nothing goes right. It, it, I won't say nothing went right this time. I actually had a half a good, t- a half a great time, and then the other half it was just nothing but pain, nothing but hell. Right. The reason why I'm so angry is because I have been bedridden sick for fucking two full days, and this is my first day out, and I still feel like half puking. You know, like yesterday was very funny because I felt like I, when I woke up I was going to be a little bit better, and I went. Oh, oh, and I, every time I, I come out of an illness, I kind of feel like I've got a little bit of a rush, and I, I feel like, like, like it's kind of like a buzz, you know, am I, oh, I'll be like, oh, God, here's my chance, let's seize the day, Blech. and I immediately puked. I wish it was actually kind of filmed, because it was, it was comical, but I've been sick quite badly, uh, it hasn't even been sore throat or nose or stuff like that, uh, it has been just diarrhea shakes what I thought was a fever even though my sweating cold sweats warm sweats even though my 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 what do you call it the thermometer job was completely saying like yeah you're absolutely normal I'm like are you fucking serious because I feel like I'm burning alive beside fucking Hades in the depths of hell right now you know what I mean uh delirious you know that kind of like delirious stuff and the most tragic part was it's not that bad if you're sick in the world cup and sports are on but I couldn't watch screens because it made me feel sick. That's why I couldn't even look at this fucking screen right now. This is already making me feel sick. But anyway, uh, I'll say I'll start with why I was in London. Okay, so I was booked. It was a big day, right? On the Saturday, I was booked. Right, first of all, I was actually going to a wedding, right? And uh, it was wedding. It was fucking Rudy and Al's wedding. Two friends, okay. Um. You'll know the brother, uh, some of you will know that Sid, obviously he's in the Discord, you know, he was there too. Okay, he'll back me up on all this, all right? Uh, well, I feel like he will. Uh, I don't know why, I'm asking him to back it up, but there's nothing I did wrong. So myself, um, myself uh, and Daniel and Cara and Gareth Wall uh, all went to this wedding right, during the day. Now, the idea was... We go to the wedding, had a day. I had a, me and Gareth had to pop off because Gareth was doing his shows in Windsor and the Fuzzy Bear, and I had my big comedy store trial, which is I don't really have bucket. I don't have. I'm not one of those people who have like vision boards or goals written down and stuff like that. But I suppose if you forced me when I started doing comedy, what would be one would be play the comedy store in London, and I got to do that uh, on a trial. Now, during the day, I was like, so with that, I was like, don't get too hammered. Don't don't take in too many joints, you know. Don't get high. Don't do anything. Just be responsible. Okay. So we arrived in. Uh, we arrived in to the wedding. Uh, it was great fun. We 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 sat at the original. You know, like the I don't know is, is the word procession. You know, the the actual the ceremony. And we went straight to. You know, it was really embarrassing. We were all gagging for a drink, and I don't know why. Like we just all three of us were like, God, I love a wee swig here. Uh, and then we we were the first people at the cocktail bar. I always think that's embarrassing. You know, people are like the rest. Of, I, rec- I reckon the most of the wedding, <laughs> the rest of the wedding came around the corner and saw us already two cocktails deep going, hey, spot the Irish, spot the Irish and Scottish people in the half English 
Indian wedding. You know, spot the Irish and Scottish people. That's what I think happened. Um, lovely wedding. I had a fucking absolute ball of a time. First of all, I had to. I had when I was sitting there going like, whatever you guys do, don't make me drink cocktails or get me too hammered. And I reckon it took me ninety minutes to take about four hefty, strong, really nice cocktails. Uh, oh, there was so nice little food. There was like little uh, like onion badges and and like fucking like little chicken and with dips and oh christ the food was class like the little dips and but with that i was like oh give me another drink give me more of this having the time of life i was absolutely fucked come time for the dinner uh right so i go into the dinner and with daniel i'm sitting beside first of all i'm sitting beside a guy whose second name on you know like your names are on the table and the guy beside me second name is beeman right and i was like you know, like, no, this is a bit of a, a reference that some people will get and most people will be just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right? There was a guy called, in the Animaniacs, called Randy Beeman. And I was sitting there going like, guys, do you reckon if I ask this guy, does he know who Rand- if his brothers are Randy Beeman? He'll find it funny. And everybody was just like, we don't know who Randy Beeman is. And I was like, all right, I won't do it then. And then as soon as the guy sat down, I was like, do you know who Randy Beeman is? And he was just like, no. And I went, oh, never mind. <laughs> I forget about it. It's okay. But anyway, we had um, we had like the we sat there. There was the speeches, uh, Sid smashed his speech and everything like that. It was very nice. We were having a great time. Uh, then it descended into it descended into, and I know I've had this conversation with Daniel before. Um, he's a comedian. Whoever's not listening, sorry, Daniel Sloss. I realize this isn't the Patreon. A lot of these usually I would just chat about personal things on the Patreon, and people would kind of know who I'm talking about. So I live with Daniel Sloss, and he went. <laughs> And on his podcast, we were talking about, you know, do you hug your parents? You know, it really upsets people. Like, I would never, I've, I don't think I've ever hugged my father. Yeah. We've never told each other we love each other. And I find that normal. He doesn't get it. He's His family's all Brady Bunch. We've definitely discussed it on his podcast loads, okay? We broke into that again because uh, Cara, who is Daniel's fiance, was also on my side in this type of things. We got into a whole fight. We were really, really drunk. It was an absolute riot. Then we got into an argument about shoes because Daniel keeps buying Air Jordans. You know, like he's got into shoes all of a sudden. He wasn't at the shoes three weeks ago and now he owns something like 16 pairs of shoes. Like it's a genuine, it's a genuine worry. He needs to seek help. But anyway, we had a great blah, blah, blah. Absolutely hammered. Thank God for the dinner, which was unbelievable because if I hadn't had the dinner, I feel like uh, I would have... You know, I just feel like I would have had what would be a terrible, like I would have had a terrible evening at the comedy store. Uh, that went well. And up to this point, I was having a good day, time in London, right? Uh, the, the day before I went to see the England game, the England game with my friend Barry, uh, old Barry Castanola. Is, uh, and it was and it was great fun. No, no worries there. You know, got home had a nice time, went to sleep, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but with what happened was I left the wedding and at this stage I had to change from my, my suit uh, and, and everybody's laughing at my suit, right? My suit's not that nice. Do you know, like, I don't wear suits and I don't have enough money to go and, like, redeem the situation. So I just have, like, a standard suit, you know? I look like a sad businessman. I look like a businessman who just lost all his money in crypto. And is about to top, you know, take a take the big leap off the building, 
that's that's what I feel like the vibe of my suit was, you know. Or uh, as I said to Elliot, I look like an extra in the Sweeney. And if you don't, <laughs> if you don't know the Sweeney, I feel like it was, I feel like it was accurate, right? But anyway, so I went to leave and I changed into my stuff and ran off into the city center. Now, in the city center, a couple of, couple of trains started getting canceled. And I was like, oh, here we go. But it was okay. And I got into the comedy store. And uh, sorry for the yawning. I am absolutely right. Uh, I got into the comedy store. And the comedy store, I know the people on, you know, it, which is a thing. Because, you know, like, I haven't been, I don't get nervous at gigs anymore. But, you know, like, that's one where, you know, you fucking tank the comedy store trial. You feel like it's that'll set you back at least three years, you know. Whereas a, a leap up, and I got, I'm, I've come, I have very much confidence in my thing, and especially on trials, you know, some people take a while to get into their comedy and stuff like that. But I'm such like short joke form; it kind of suits me sometimes. Uh, so I was like, great, this will be pretty easy, uh, not easy, but you know, I'm pretty confident, and I know the people there. So like, you know, Joe Caulfield, who is a fucking an unbelievable comic, was headlining. Uh, Adam Rowe was on, uh, who I know, Tom Rigglesworth I've met before, um, Sharon Wanjoni, who was great, just an absolute, just a joy, she was also doing her trial with me, and then uh, Nabil, Nabil Rashid, I believe his name is, uh, who is fucking outrageous backstage, like he was very funny, and Kate Lucas, who is another absolute brilliant comic, so I was, I saw that, I was absolutely buzzing with the lineup, I was like, great, this will be a good gig, Blah, blah, blah. It starts late. So it's the late night show I'm doing this trial at. So I land in backstage at the comedy store, get excited. All of a sudden, for the first time in a lot of years, I'm like, fuck, what jokes am I going to do? Like, you know, you're like, what's my best jokes? Am I doing classic jokes from like years ago? I was like, just do whatever you're comfortable and ready with now. Uh, I have some, I've sobered up. Okay. So I have sobered up at the stage because after the meal, I'd stopped things. So the meal finished at like, I'd say six. This is now coming in at 10 o'clock. I'd stop drinking. I kind of sober up well. I kind of can deal with myself quite well, right? I'm telling them all how much I've drank, and they're like, Jesus Christ, you, you seem sober. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not I'm not really on the inside. I'm more like just about to go into the hangover phase, but I don't want that either. So I was going to start necking more drinks, but time it right. But lo- enough that my speech doesn't stop. I sound like the most mental alcoholic. But this is this is when you're going on stage. There are little balances. As you you know, you, there's a little point where all of a sudden you you become like slurry and stuff like that. Uh, and I don't mean slurry like about like shite spread in the field. I mean like you know, slurring your words. Uh, so basically, I went out and did the gig. Uh, did real well. I had great fun with it. Uh, smashed it. Uh, uh, hopefully they'll have me back. I presume I will. I did quite well, so I was buzzing with it. So I was like, "Great!" London's went off a hitch. I was having uh, a very like <laughs> just a lovely day. Uh, what happens then is, and if you remember last week's podcast, I might have talked about in the Patreon. I had torn my coat. I tore my coat on the door in London the week before. I was in London the week before. I had ordered a new coat online and it hadn't come in time so i had no coat i had only one big puffer jacket where one that would be and i know what london's like i'll be around in the fucking i knew something was going to go wrong so i had to bring that coat so i kind of like <laughs> stuffed torn parts at the back so it kind of like you know and there was a bit back, torn in my back but it was covered by bags anytime it was at night you know so i was just like pretty awkward now i look like i've i look like i've just come out of a knife fight with this bag with this coat so uh 
the night before I had happened to, it's actually worse because the night before me and me and Gareth were absolutely crying laughing at the fact that uh, we were on the train coming back and we were, we were a little bit high. This is the night before. And I lifted up my arm and you heard like a, a big poof. And I burst another hole in my jacket. Like my jacket was this is this sounds like this jacket's made of like the cheapest piece of shit in the world. It was actually a really expensive jacket. It was expensive years ago, but it really just fell apart, you know? That's like it was like an old person, you know, when an old person's like, Oh, my leg fell off and you're like, I didn't even know that could happen and then two days later they're like, Oh, they had a heart attack but they're alive, but their their teeth fell out and now their arse is up by where their shoulders are. You know, that type of shit. Anyway, that all happened basically. My coat got fucked, so I, I'm I'm a right state. My 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 suit bag, where I had my suit because I'm carrying my suit around. I was holding like right, you know, you have a suit bag and the hanger comes out the top, so you're just holding like the where the hanger goes around the pole. So I was holding that, and while I was walking, it snapped and just fell, and I was just holding a little hook, and my suit's lying on the floor, um, and when it hit the floor, I lifted it up, and I I, I had like my corner of my toe on it and i tore a bit of the suit jacket not the jacket itself sorry but the the actual suit thing that that's been held in the the suit cover so i was like i've torn this coat twice in two days i've torn my suit thing and the handles fell off right uh i tried to like fix it and while gareth was there looking at me i put my finger straight through my jacket uh like 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 as if like just like you're thinking of it right now i put my finger straight through the jacket case and i was just like what the fuck is this shit I was like, what is everything I've bought in the last thing just all of a sudden went, oh, let's deteriorate spectacularly in this thing. So I was sitting there going like, right, this is annoying now. Things are starting to like build up a little bit. I know it's small things, but I'm already on age because it's London. And I, I made it, like anything that happens, I will blame London. So after the thing, anyway, Gareth comes to meet me. I've got all my shit. Do well the thing. Gareth comes to meet me at the store. Now, we're staying at Elliot Steele's house. He lives out in Thornton Heath, out in Croydon. So well, it's it's a bit of a ways out. It's 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 very handy, but it's also a bit of a ways out. You know, you have to get there in time. Uh, Elliot was already doing a show in Colchester, uh, so he's meeting us basically in town. We get out. Uh, that's not sorry. That's not true. That was the day before. Uh, Elliot's already at home. Sorry, Elliot. Elliot was at home and asleep. I'm pretty sure he had uh, like jujitsu training in the morning, right? So Elliot's at home and asleep. Me and Gareth get out and we're like, right, we have to get back to Croydon. So we all of a sudden go to the stop at Leicester Square, uh, Bakerloo or something like that, or whatever the Bakerloo line might have been, whatever. Uh, and it says it's open on the thing and we have to get to this stop and then get back home. We go over. It is a late show, so it is about midnight now when I'm talking here. You know, it's about quarter past midnight. It's shut, even though it says it isn't. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Where do we go now? It's pissing rain, right? So it's like real bad rain. Rain that you don't want to walk too much. Like two minutes would be a real nightmare. So we're like, all right, what do we do here? We look on Google Maps. All of a sudden, they're like, go to this station. We walk to that station. Closed. Shutters are up. We're starting to get wet. I'm wearing my busted coat and going, a busted coat with a busted suit hanger thing that doesn't have a, a hook at the top. So I'm holding it under my arm. Basically crumpling my suit under my right arm. Uh, I have all my stuff in my bag that's getting heavy uh, and also wearing what what appears to be a fucking like puffer jacket or a lagging jacket you put on a thing that's been taken to with a fucking katana okay so we lo- I look mental start getting wet uh, me and Gar start getting really wet right 
Gareth also doesn't like London. We're both sitting there muttering, I'm doing basically what I'm doing now to him. Like, this fucking city just can't be fucking easy. How how can it be in a city of how many million fucking people are in London? How can it be at midnight? They just went, oh, it's, well, it's virtually impossible to still get to other parts of fucking London. Okay? Now, we start getting, like, looking at buses. There's bus routes that go, like, an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, you get free buses. And I was like, I'm not doing that because it's... It's nearly, at this stage we're looking at that, it's like quarter to one. And our flight, or no, our, our train is at like 8 a.m. So we have to get the whole way back to Croydon, get up, and we're already up to get back to that thing. We have to get up at like 7 to make it to thing, make it to the, the, the bus at night. So me and Gareth start walking. We got the general direction of Croydon and went, let's walk this way out of Leicester Square because we typed in the Uber, how much an Uber to Elliot's would be. It was 86 pounds. 86 quid i was like i ref- i just fucking flat out refuse right don't have the money to splash an 86 point i reckon mariah carey would also would, t- would look at- i reckon mariah carey would look at that and double take you know i reckon she'd be like you know is there a, you know is it an uber xl is there a line of coke when i walk in the fucking door as well for me and she goes suck me off is the you know <laughs> what 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 why the fuck is it 86 pounds but anyway surcharges and stuff i presume it's because we're in leicester square we start walking just outside Leicester Square, start walking what we think is south. We walk only like two minutes. All of a sudden, people disappear. We're outside these places, these magnificent buildings. We're both like, what is that building? Don't know what it is even to this moment, right? We walk 10 minutes. We're wet, cold. It's starting to be like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get sick because I was like drinking all day. It was like, we were, you know, cold, blah, blah, blah. Uh, just cold bones, my my suit's filling with water because there's holes in it. Uh, my suit jacket's under my fucking arm. I don't even know what condition that's like. Uh, we take refuge and keep, like, both of us are... Gareth's out of fucking battery on his phone, so I'm getting his power bank. I'm getting my power bank to him. We're trying to get this thing. We get to an area where it's, like, 48 pounds, and we're like, well, there's nothing we can do. we got to do this now because we're, we're going to be up early. So we're sitting there drenched. We realize we're outside 10 Downing Street. <laughs> We're basically outside 10 Downing Street and the HMS, I think it's the HMS Treasury, whatever the fuck they really mean by that. Uh, I don't really know what a treasury is. I just don't. Oh, money place. Uh, so we're sitting there. We we sit, I would say, in the rain, trying to get under like different ledges for 45 minutes where people keep going like, accepting our ubers or our gets you know or our bolts but then like we sit there for four minutes go oh great he's five minutes away and then two minutes away they all cancelled it happened like six times we're starting to get real mad uh another hour goes by where we're walking in the rain trying to get it uh it took us about an extra hour and a half since we left the comedy store walking south in the rain drenched until one guy eventually got us but it took him it goes like seven minutes away and we're just staring at it going like what are we going to do here because we're we're just at the mercy of these guys and they keep quitting you know they keep like canceling he eventually comes it takes him another 12 13 minutes we get back home at like 3 a.m by the time we get home right because from the uber the uber itself when we got in the uber took like fucking 40 minutes so we get home at 3 a.m i guess Get free. I'm, I'm delighted. I know I'm going to get sick because I was like, God, I'm going to get a real bad cold or flu. Right? I end up 
I don't even think I have a cold or flu. I got so sick there, but not. it wasn't like my nose or my throat or like sneezing or coughs or any of that type of stuff. It reminds us, it felt like a bug. I was puking, stomach, diarrhea, chills, weakness, the aches themselves. I was groaning all night, like thing for three days there. We wake up, get three hours sleep, we have to get to Kring's Cross. We wake up and then we find out that, oh no, Thornton Heath's closed. Their, their underground's closed. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? These fucking cunts keep doing this. They just close. They're like, aye. You know, like the last time I was chatting about last weekend, I was with the, a French guy in the thing and they were just like, ah, there's not enough staff. I'm like, well, but get more fucking staff cunts. I end up getting, we get up, we end up getting, we try to get a bus. That's not an option. We're just like, are you fucking serious? How hard is it just to get to simple fucking place? How can I be in Croydon and have such a nightmare getting to fucking King's Cross, the station? We eventually get another Uber wasn't as badly priced this time, to Brixton. We get off at Brixton, get that underground, and we eventually make it to King's Cross. We get on the, we get on at fucking King's Cross to get back to Edinburgh, and we find out that, like, four other trains have been cancelled, and that all reservations are off. You know, everyone's got their seat booked, and thing. We, we eventually get seats beside each other, but, like, people kept coming up going, like, that's my seat, it's booked, and I'm like, all reservations are off, buddy. There is four people, trains worth of people here. Uh, people are standing, getting really upset. I'm not even fucking blaming them. I, like, you know, it. I was fuming, they were fuming, and then I was just like, why is travel so fucking difficult in this country? Like, the UK pretends that it's, like, it's first world. But, like, really, we've got, a, like, a bunch of we. I even said we there because I fucking live in this fucking disaster hole. I'm usually delighted when the UK runs to shit. But, my God, they make things so difficult. How is transport that fucked in this place? Like, how is it so bad around the clock? And that not even not only that, they don't fucking pay the workers. You know, like they're they're, they're like you know you get, what do you call them? Mike McNeil or is it was it Mike McNeil the the trade union the trade the the fucking train strike guy who is absolutely brilliant, big fan of that dude. But they're not even paying the workers for the shit service. So I'm like, fucking sort your shit out. We eventually got home. I had a nice day Sunday. I started getting sick. Couldn't do the late game. Uh, I had to go wake up because I had a driving lesson in the morning. Had to cancel the driving lesson at 3 a.m. when I woke up, like, audibly groaning. Like, Ugh. Look, basically what I'm trying to say is fuck London and fuck all of you, right, that live there or, or, or have anything to do with it. If you even look at me and go, you know what, Ryan, I, I suggest a wee weekend trip to... I will put a fucking screwdriver through your thorax and I will kick you to death and say fucking say it again <laughs> say it again I will see say if London was a person if you could put London in a person you know I'm just I immediately just thought James Corden right just James Corden if James Corden if London was a person I'm just gonna call him James Corden no relation to the James Corden I'm definitely talking about I will murder you I will kill you. I will kill your parents. <laughs> I will kill your parents for coming up with you as a concept. I will kill your children in case you ever try and replicate what you are, London. You know? I don't, you know, if Windsor gets ideas and starts banging in on over 5 million people, I will blast you into the sun. I'd love to see you burned alive. I would love to see London burned alive. Not London Bridge. I'm not... This isn't the threat of a terrorist attack. <laughs> That could be easily misconstrued with my accent. I'm just saying, if you were a person, 
I would murder you. I would happily do hard years in jail in time. I'd be one of those guys where they come in and visit and he's running the library in prison because he did the most fucked up shit and they're like, oh, you're on parole. I'm chatting to Ed Kemper here. You're on parole. You know, you're up for parole. You might be able to get out for a couple... I'm like, you know what? I don't want to leave prison because if I get out and I see something even resembling London or reminds me of London or, you know, if I see someone in a cafe going, do you know what's lovely? Uh, Have you ever been down around Soho? I'm going to freak and I'm going to run towards that person. I'm I'm going to use whatever I can around me to end it. Now, a lot of you are like, Ryan, I think you need therapy. The last three minutes have been nonsensical murder. Like, this is the level I am with this fucking city. I never want to go back. I am booked in. I am booked in. I definitely will be back. I mean, a comedian. I have to go back quite a lot. I was doing a trial so I could get back to the comedy store, but I will not be happy. You know what I mean? It spoiled a good wedding. It spoiled a good day for me, yet again. I just want one fucking trip to London where something stupid doesn't happen. Just stuff that isn't so difficult or stressful that it is in every other... And don't pull it like, that's just big city shit. I've been in New York. I was homeless in New York, and it was easier than just living in a hotel in London. I was homeless in New York 10 years ago, and it was easier than fucking sitting in that shithole of a city. So I'm going to end the podcast now because I see now it's 46 minutes in. So I'm going to end it. All right. I'm going to have a Patreon later in the, 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 the later in the week. It might be still be about London. I don't know if I'll cool down. I don't know if I'll ever cool down. But that's just the fucking way it is. All right. I'm not editing this either. Some of you are like, I feel like a lot of this should have been. No, you can fucking say if you're if you're still here. Fair play to you. I feel like you also need therapy. But that's just the way it is. See you later, people. That's been this week's episode of Clearing Oblivious. Baby. Baby.